This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that intro. That's a weird intro. We're back. <laughs> we are here. It is the Deep Cut Podcast. Deep Cut. Deep Cuts <laughs> with Rotten Roger DeMarco and. I guess technically, since I'm the co-host, I go second. I'm Remix One Up. And. You're the co-host, also evil. You can't have three co-hosts. You have co-hosts is two. No, you have three. The co- you have the host. Three's a crowd. The esteemed co-host, and then the other co-hosts. <laughs> All right. And then we have so, the guests. So you're. I'm the esteemed so co-host. You're esteemed. Why are you esteemed? Because I am the tech man. <laughs> tech man. That's that. That's not a good reason. <laughs> Stuff gets steamy. <laughs> All right, and our guest of the hour. Oh, hi, I'm VHS Mikey. What up, tapeworms? Oh, uh, yeah. We Pantomiming are... the uh, hand motion, as he always does oh, yes. on we're, this we're doing audio s- podcast. We do sight gags in our audio podcast because that's just how we roll. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome to the third episode of the Deep Cut Podcast. We're still cutting our teeth. We're still learning the ways of the interweb podcasts and uh, you know, letting you guys know who we are and... We figured that we would introduce one of our good buddies, uh, another internet creator, fantastic human being all around, our good buddy VHS Mikey. Oh, hey, what up, guys? (laughs) And what a great movie to bring him on for, none other than Bill and Ted's. Excellent adventure, yes. You know, we tried doing it live, it didn't work, but hey, we had Mikey here. (laughs) That's right. We'll do it live. uh, So if you're cruising around in your car... You're uh, sitting in the sauna, you're at the gym pushing out, uh, you know, whatever the fuck you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're just pooping and you want to listen to a podcast. Um, You're going to listen to (laughs) us ramble and rant about our experiences with Bill and Ted. And uh, yeah, get to know VHS Mikey. Hey, that sounds awesome to me. I'm on board. (laughs) So, Evil, do you want to give the audience at home, if they're new to this film, sort of a brief plot synopsis? In the future, things are bleak. Yes. Things are rough. Yes. But we have a, we have a hope. What hope? That one hope is the musical group Wild Stallions. Indeed. Their music will change the world, unite us in harmony, and everything will be clean, even the dirt. But back in 1988 or 89, whichever one it is, <laughs> they have they faced the first crucial problem in their destiny and that is passing high school history <laughs> excellent so with the help of with the help of future tech man rufus and a time traveling phone booth they are able to assemble the ultimate history presentation to get an a plus on a history report which i never knew anyone in all of my high school that that got a a plus on a report had to do a report in front of an entire auditorium and had a report that lasted longer probably than everyone else's reports all put together. <laughs> it is it is an odd thing, which we will um, 
which we will definitely try to dive into. Um, I, w- I was I was curious as to how we were going to approach this, how we were going to um, put into words our love for this film, um, because the way that we do this isn't necessarily like a standard review. The way that we talk about these movies um, isn't from a necessarily critical standpoint. We don't have credentials. None of us went to film school. We don't uh, have our noses up in the air. We don't uh, want to blow the gaffer. Um, we just want to talk about why we love this movie. And uh, we all have different experiences with this movie, including Remix 1-Up, because I don't believe he's even seen this movie. So he's a tech advisor, uh, which we're going to be calling his wisdom throughout this hour. How rude of you to assume that I haven't seen a film (laughs) made in 88 or 89. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I've seen this movie. Have you? I was more a fan of the cartoon in the sequel. So I've seen this movie like once as opposed to the three billion times that I've seen the sequel. The cartoon is badass. I love it. I'm hazy on the cartoon because obviously I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But um, I suppose since, uh, Mikey, you are the guest of honor, um, why don't you, first of all, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you do and then just kind of give us a, a rundown of, of why you like this movie so much. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I'm currently in the process of turning my entire home into a video store, but uh, that's not really... Is I've kind of shifted away from that focus lately, and have gotten to be more of a more of a VHS archive kind of guy, and just discussing all things VHS. And one of those movies I really love is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, anytime I need help, kind of picking myself back up, or maybe I'm not doing so well that day, I always turn to this movie to kind of lift my spirits. Um, something about the wisdom of the two great ones always brings me back where I need to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, indeed. It is a very, it's a very uplifting movie, especially if you, um, you know, uh, you were, you were seeing this as, as a, a teenager or even younger, you know, um, just kind of seeing that, uh, you could not really fit in and you could be kind of a slacker and that your destiny could be greater than, than what's happening for you at the moment of high school you know life beyond high school it's a it's a, uh, it's one of those stories you know i wasn't a very good student so i could super relate to what they go through in that movie uh, <laughs> i really could have used a phone booth to pass my classes uh, <laughs> i don't think any of us were great students evil were you a, a very great student in in school i was average at best <laughs> It's like my height, average at best. <laughs> I was a shit disturber. I always got in trouble. But you seem like the type of person who had straight A's. You seem like the type of person who would ask for extra credit. It just seems like you. Cause you... To me, he seems like the person that'd be like, they would ask him to open the book. We're going to do the chapter on this. And he'll be like, I don't need to open my fucking book. I already know. <laughs> I know this. That was definitely <laughs> me with history. He knows when the Mongols ruled China. <laughs> For you sure. know why yeah, the Mongols ruled the over China? Test now, I can pass it. Why did they remix? Jarmaki. I shit you not. It's all about Jarmaki. What is Jarmaki? Horseback archery. <laughs> all right. Okay. You like learn in so- civilization. You learn something new every day. See, I told you, I wasn't a, I'm not a fucking scholar. I don't know these things. Um, but I do know that this movie has a rockin' fucking soundtrack. 
And, uh, but eh, yeah, he, he wants to have sex with his mom. I know that. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Back to the Future. Now I'm confused. Wait, what? Wrong, wrong movie. <laughs> no. Uh, wrong time traveling teenager movie. Well, I think Miss, I think they both want to do Missy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just like everybody in the audience. Yeah, she was awesome. I'm not sure about Ted. I don't. I, I. I'm. I'm iffy on if Ted would. Ted, I feel, would be the one to be like, "No, man, it's my mom." <laughs> Just put her. I can't bang mom. Put her face down in the pillow, and uh, you know, there's there's sections on fucking Pornhub for that. Oof. <laughs> he's. I don't think he's that kind of guy, which I think also plays very much into the fact why we all three of us, four of us. Uh, like this movie so much is there's literally I don't think a negative bone in either of these guys body like every like duo has some kind of like either snarky or they have just spots where they're kind of you know at least far as like a plot line in a movie would go kind of shitty in in aspects one way or another these guys are never that at all they are always like very positive very uh, innocent like childlike innocence and how they look at everything and everybody and that's, I feel that's super unique to, to Bill and Ted as opposed to like Wayne and Garth or Beavis and Butthead, any other duo. Dude, you know, to be honest, I never really thought of it like that until you just said that. And I was sitting here looking at you saying that and I was going, these wheels were just turning and I was going, holy shit. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, um, and even, you know, early on in Excellent Adventure, when Bill thinks Ted died, am I saying that backwards? With the fucking no. Okay, yeah. When Bill <laughs> thinks Ted died, I always have a, a, a Ted's dead. Right, falls down the the fucking because they're messing around, they're clowning, and he falls down the steps, and then that dude swords him through the gut, and you're like, you know, uh, there's this there's this little bit of uh, sadness and levity right then and there, and then he's like, Nah, dude, I fell out. Like <laughs> everything's cool. Like. Um, but they're which like, one of the million questions I have, like how the fuck falling down a flight of stairs, do you fall out of an entire suit of armor? Especially since it takes a squire to put you in one. I was going to say, have you ever, have you ever been in a suit of armor? Uh, I, I no, have, but I don't imagine you could fall out of it. <laughs> Is it sealed in the back? Yes. It's okay. Sealed so on the sides. So you're definitely not falling out of it. Um, oh. I worked at a Renaissance festival. I don't know how accurate mine was. But... <laughs> Had Velcro and shit. <laughs> yeah. I've so wanted to go to the Ren Fest that we have around here dressed up like Ash from Army of Dogs. Oh my god, that would be the greatest thing ever. Just eating a giant fucking turkey leg. Do it. <laughs> that would be like... I need the cosplay. I need the cosplay to do it. I need the brown brown pants, blue shirt, cape. And a fake shotgun. <laughs> and a fake chainsaw. Chainsaw hand. hand. Yeah. We'll do a fan meetup at a Renaissance fair. Oh man, yeah, that would be fantastic. Uh, that was my first job ever. That's wild. I'm jealous. That, I was that... a cook for old people. <laughs> <laughs> I always take slacker jobs. You'll never see me take anything important ever. I always go for like puppeteer, Renaissance fair guy, sticker guy. You name it. I try to get the easy jobs. I was inventory maintenance and data consolidation for a multi-billion dollar company. Oh, man. That's a lot of words. Yeah, I I would have to skip out on that. I could go on just from hearing that title. I mean, they would fire me anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) I made made pizza for $3.17 an hour. 
Um, and then I became a factory grunt. I, uh, in between that, I worked in a few video stores, which is where, you know, obviously I had a love for physical media because we all grew up with random VHS collections. And, uh, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know about your parents, but I know that my dad had like a, an amazing, at least to me, it was an amazing VHS collection. And he had this like leather bound book that he had all the titles in. And it was the most organized thing in the world to me. And it seemed like there were thousands of movies. There was probably 200, you know, (laughs) but that just, that started me like at an early age of like wanting to catalog movies, alphabetize movies, keep them neat, keep them like, like an art gallery. And, And so I worked in video stores and now the video stores are dead. I obviously had to build my own. And it's a pretty awesome store. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot cooler than what I got going on. I'm in such a state of repair on everything right now. My living room's an absolute mess. Yours, yours is a lot, uh, a lot more rad than you give it credit for, dude. It's, it's, thank you. (laughs) It's pretty fucking killer. Um, we're going to take over the world with roomier for sure. (laughs) At least it looks, (laughs) it looks roomier. Yeah. You definitely have more room. Um, this place looks big on camera. It's not big in real life. Well, I'm building mine to be more like a set that I can just record and do stuff in. If it doesn't get 100% accurate to a video store, that's fine. Uh, I don't want to trip over stuff every day. Uh, <laughs> I'm more of an arcade guy. I think it would be really cool to have an arcade in my basement. You I think that's that. my goal. You should do that. I'm not yeah, going to help I'm, you get I'm the cabinets board. in your basement. No, I had to build your fucking cabinet. That's true. I'm I'll not- help you carry them down, man. <laughs> See, look at that. Our guest Mikey is nice enough. I'll let him play for free. Well, they don't. <laughs> Hell take yeah, points. man! I'm not getting those pieces of shit. Oh, you're not getting arcade pantomiming pointing it to the corner. Uh, I'm getting real arcade cabinets. Arcade one up. Uh, strike that last comment from the record. Feel free to sponsor us and send us arcade cabinets. We'll take them. We'll take them. Just saying. Yeah, I'll jam out on them all day. NBA jam on them out all day. Evil needs an arcade cabinet in the back room. <laughs> He's like, where the fuck where am I, I going to put it? it? <laughs> Yeah, I've got room, but I don't have room. Right next to the bathroom. You just got to throw your shit out like I did, man. You know, that might might actually work, because uh, there was something we were going to put there, but somebody doesn't want that put specifically there, so I probably could easily uh, wedge a arcade one-up right in that spot that you're talking about. I, that, would actually, that, that would work. Okay, I can do one. One. Or a pinball machine. Ooh. One machine. Pinball machine. Pinball machine would be fire. Um, I would love a pinball machine. I got to go. My dad knew a guy he used to work with that had his house was pinball machines. His entire living room was just the entire edging wall to wall pinball machines. That's amazing. Um, yes, it was. We see this is the beauty of, of our podcasts. Um, for those of you that are new to the way that we do things, we get sidetracked and we go on little tangents. We, we, (laughs) we don't stick to topics very well. Um, I suppose the topic at hand, two topics at hand, are uh, Mr. VHS Mikey and um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, uh, Mikey, if you want to discuss a little bit more about, you know, the things you love about this film. Uh, I think uh, mostly the characters are so relatable. Uh, I'm kind of a big kid myself, so when you mentioned their childlike innocence... That's how I feel all the time. I just, I still love all the same things I loved when I was a kid, except for, you know, now I love boobies. Um, <laughs> I loved boobies when I was a kid. Too, <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of scared of girls at that age, but uh, um, 
I think I was still playing with He-Man when I was way too old, but I know I was like 15 still playing with action figures. Don't, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> so we, we're all in that same boat of being like, we probably should stop doing this, but we're not going to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. I, who cares? Um, evil actually has a really awesome story. Uh, very similar to what you were saying about like, um, you know, wanting to stay a kid and just, and, and being who you are, be true to who you are. Don't, don't ever like fake the funk. Um, evil and I both have kids. <laughs> and so there's a lot of pep talks that we have to give our kids when it comes to, um, you know, letting your freak flag fly, be who you are no matter what. And, uh, evil has given that pep talk to his, to his, uh, youngest, a handful of times, I believe. Yeah, she's she's had some spots where it's like uh, she started to like almost get out of some things that she likes because other people don't really like it. And I'm like, like, hey, I was like, I I did not have a whole hell of a lot of friends in high school all the way through. It was like because I was a wrestling fan and it was never, never cool to be a wrestling fan. So, amen. Uh, and I could have not worn the shirts. I could have not been as big a fan as I was, but then I wouldn't have been who I was. So I was like, yeah, it cost me a lot of things, but. I wouldn't trade those trade for the other things I would have got. And she's had some spots where she's like, I don't really have any real close friends. And I'm like, you're not going to necessarily you, the, the friends you're going to have are by pure proximity. Right. For a certain time frame, And at one point you'll f- actually find some people that you like. And probably by the best of luck you have, like I have is like, they'll all be way out of state. <laughs> yeah. What? And what we, it may take to your 30 to find them, but you'll find them at some point. There is no, there's no exploding date by, you have to have, find them by this point. They'll, you'll, they'll come when they come. Mm-hmm. And we'll just build a bunker, man. We're just going to build, uh, build the actual three B video, uh, building or rent a building. And then we can all just have apartments above it and we can all just live in proximity of one another. Cause, uh, that's, that's super true, dude. I, I had, a lot of friends um, come and go. Cause I, I probably had two close friends growing up. Um, you know, I can count, I can count the amount of people that I associated with on one hand. And um, at, at, at a certain point they, they fizzle out. They, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, they stop watching wrestling cause they get into girls or, you know, you're a horror movie fan. They start, uh, you know, shifting gears and they don't like the blood and guts anymore. Cause that's like a, it was a really cool thing when I was a kid. Other kids would come over to watch horror movies because I always had the crazy movies. But at some point, they stopped giving a shit about like that fun time, about that uh, discovery. And um, you just part ways. And uh, I probably went a good 10, 11 years without an actual friend. And... Uh, like meeting evil was complete chance and changed my life. And then the same thing happened with remix two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Two years, two years. Um, how we met one another in a small town, you know, and I'm a very kind of like a hermit crab type of dude. I don't go out of my way to meet people or, um, become friendly with people. And, uh, he, he was, he was an odd duck that was working with me. That was, uh, you know, a strange, a strange kid, but strange in the way that I'm strange. And, uh, it seemed like there might've been a period of time where the people that we worked with 
were really uh, off-put by his type of sense of humor and, um, uh, you know, the nihilist kind of like jokey nihilist view that we kind of all have. And uh, we just befriended each other. We started like um, playing video games together and watching movies together and like working out together. And then he like came into the channel and like now I have him, I have evil. And then again, another chance encounter was meeting you, Mikey. Like, Oh, thanks man. And it's a, it's, it's one of those crazy things because it's, we can meet people on the internet now that are actual close friends. And, um, I wouldn't trade you guys for the fucking world. Oh man. Uh, I, all my friends are online. So, uh, I, anytime I want to hang out with somebody, I'm like, Oh, what's Raj up to or whatever. Um, I jump right online cause I don't know anybody in this town. Uh, the only other person I know is a YouTuber as well. And she's always super busy. So I just, I just hang out online with you guys. And it's so exciting to get a, uh, just talk and hear your guys' voices and see you on my screen. It's like a dream come true for me. It's like I'm really there. One day you will be, man. Like uh, this, this whole podcast thing is is a new thing, obviously, for us. But um, we're no stranger to like building this community and building this family. And um, we have a lot of big, lofty, crazy goals. And some of the things that we want to do only makes sense to do if we're in close proximity and somehow some way we will make that happen hey man uh, it's kind of all up, up to me at this point <laughs> i just need to quit doing what i'm doing here sell my house and move <laughs> <laughs> um i know we kind of talked at the, at the like the beginning of the hour about your um like your journey what you're doing because you said you're you know you're building a video store in your in your house but um did you kind of want to talk about like your roots, like where you started, how you started being a content creator and um, like anything that you're um, you're looking forward to doing this year or the next year or anything like that? Um, well, I, I started out in animation and I'd make these really crude cartoons about robots and it was just kind of me and my buddy making each other laugh uh, and it, and, you know, that didn't really pan out. I think I'd get like 37 views a video when they'd take me six months to make. Uh, so I'd get really discouraged. Uh, and then I tried another show called Sneaky Little Raptor where I just did stupid stunts and uh, reviewed like old 1980s toys like Easy Bake Ovens and Moblins and stuff like that. And again, it sort of caught on, but... I really wasn't working out for me. But while filming one of those episodes, I ran across some old VHS tapes and I brought them home and I could barely get them working because they, you know, I didn't know anything about fixing a VCR at the time or anything. And I eventually got them working and I just fell right back in love. I was like, and it hit me. This is what I want to do with my life. This is it. And I canceled my show. And the very next day I was VHS Mikey and I wanted my entire channel to be every single tape that I get on that journey and built, you know, and I'm throwing out all my furniture and building my store here, uh, just letting go of my old life and starting this new one with you guys. <laughs> uh, I have no idea how to, how to, I'm definitely not someone you want to live with. 
No, I mean, of course, I'd get my own home and whatnot. Uh, I might come over for some sugar oh, yeah, or something. I, I forgot we're going to have the Rambo Last Blood tunnel system underneath. Yes, we between are. Between all three uh, doma, domiciles. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be like Day of the Dead. Like, <laughs> big old, we'll ride golf carts to each other's houses. Go from uh, one house, which is a video store, to another house, which is a video store, <laughs> to then just Evil's house, which is... The back room. <laughs> just the, the back, back room. room. It's just, yeah. It's um, just an October-themed basement, which has a backroom corner in it. It's going to be Spirit Halloween. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. It is. And that's that's my that's the take I've done. I was like, well, they made video stores. I'm just going to make my basement feel like it's the month of October all the time. <laughs> Forever. All the cheap plastic skeletons. Yeah. Yes, every single one of them. Yes. Well, me and Roger. More retro, classic uh, uh, decor I can find, I will fill up down here. Just for you, Remix. <laughs> uh, me and Roger, uh, we didn't know each other, so I didn't know he was building a video store and he didn't know I was building one. He already had one well established. I was amazed there was anybody even collecting VHS tapes. And I'd get online, I'd see all these people, and it would just blow my mind. Uh, wow, there's a huge community out here. And I, I felt a little behind at first, but I think I more than caught up at this point. Yeah, you're you're doing a fantastic job, and and uh, I tell anybody who will listen um, that you <laughs> that you are you're leaps and bounds above ninety nine percent of these YouTubers out here. Um, you really understand the show aspect, you understand the branding aspect, and um, above all else, uh, you understand about being genuine because uh, the crazy thing that goes on in uh, in the YouTube world is, is I feel like there's a lot of like, uh, disingenuous, fake, yeah, fake a lot people, of, a lot of funk faking, you know, I mean, if you just be who you are and be proud of who you are. And that's, I think that goes well with us because, uh, aside from remix, we're all older fellas who, um, have a little bit of life experience. It might not be, the best life experience, but, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been through some shit. We've, we've thrown out old lives. We've, we've had rough relationships. We've had struggle, strife and all of that stuff. And we just don't have time. We don't have time for kid games, but we have all the time in the world for kid shit. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm on board. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't like people. (laughs) Fuck them. <laughs> uh, well, I think down the road we could all get a building together and just jam out and that and turn our homes back into homes. Yes, uh, <laughs> it would be amazing to have a to have a studio to just be able to work and create and have fun and connect with the audience because that's one thing that's uh, that I've I've taken away from being a content creator is sometimes I mean like the highs are really high. You know, when you have a video that kind of pops off a little bit or you get a lot of co- comments or um, people are just really catch the one joke that you throw out or whatever, but the lows are, are really low. And um, sometimes you feel like you're spinning your wheels and uh, it can it can really like suck the wind right out of your sails. But the the one thing that I've I've taken away from this whole YouTube journey is there's a lot of people out there that are a lot like us, you know, um, you just gotta, you just gotta find them. 
and they got to find us. And that's, that's one of the, the great things about it is growing up in a small town, which we all have, um, being the weird kid was like a death sentence. You know, like evil said, you know, you're, you're wearing your wrestling shirts and not a lot of people are, um, willing to associate with you or you got your Texas chainsaw massacre shirt on and you, you know, you got 16 kids in your graduating class. So 15 of them think you're a fucking idiot or whatever, you know? Um, but when, you know, the world opened up cause we have a YouTube channel so we can find all of those oddball people who are just like us and, uh, give them a place to call home and, you know, get rid of some of that, uh, hatred that that they're used to dealing with because we've already dealt with it and we don't do anything negative with our channel or our content except for talk about snowpiercer i just (laughs) i don't like snowpiercer either so i just didn't like it it doesn't i'm not gonna hate on it i just didn't like it i'm allowed to not like things and we gotta know what you don't like otherwise we don't know what you do like really i love it I love everything. I love everything. <laughs> Except Snowpiercer. <laughs> well, it's snakes on a plane with poor people. Hey, and snakes on a plane is dope, though. That's the difference. Like, <laughs> snakes on a plane is good shit. <laughs> I, I like the uh, internet skits more on it but uh, than the movie. I didn't know there were internet skits. My whole world is upside down right now. <laughs> the whole existence is shattered. Right? That turns my whole yeah. world upside down. Yeah, it was a bit of a meme, and you know, and then they made a movie out of a meme, essentially. Nice. I uh, I used to back in the days of MySpace, which uh, rest in peace. <laughs> I used to every year on a very specific day take the exact same picture with my copy of Snakes on a Plane. I have a I have a <laughs> jigsaw saw shirt that's got the Billy puppet, and I would hold Snakes on a Plane and do a stupid face, and I did that every year. For like nine years. So I have like this progression of like the hairline disappearing, the beard getting bigger, the face getting fatter, (laughs) but the movie stays the same and the shirt just gets tighter and tighter. (laughs) Do you still have that shirt? Yes, I do. Start the tradition back up. Can you, as I can, you react, can you reignite this uh, tradition? Instagram Uh, is the place. Can we do it like, do it like once a month? Every day. The same picture of me with snakes on a plane every day. I was trying to find the gaffer for Bill and Ted. I wanted to know who the gaffer was. The <laughs> Fucking was gaffers. Couldn't find it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we got. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say they're really good with tape. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have a bunch of gaffers fuck us up after a show sometime. <laughs> it's like it's like the Warriors, but it's just like sixty gaffers with fucking like sleeveless leather jackets. And, and the best boy, it's him. Get him, boss. <laughs> I'm going to fuck a best boy up. <laughs> fuck a best boy up in a so, Best Buy parking lot. Don't don't tangle with the grips, though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, grips are fucking huge. I wouldn't fuck with them. Yeah, they move They move all the hot lights, right? Most of the time. Yeah. Grips chew glass as a hobby. <laughs> Learn something new every day. See, I'm learning all types of new stuff in this podcast. I learned something new the other day that's completely off topic. Uh, but I was looking at the the Shutter Cursed Films set that uh, just came out on uh, Blu-ray, and they announced they're doing a season two. I was like, well, I was trying to figure out what the fuck movies could they talk about in a season two. So I started looking through supposed cursed films, and I came across one that's like they're like it's so cursed it never got made. <laughs> it's a movie called a 
It's a movie. Nah, it's a movie called A Tuck. A Tuck. And it's about a, it's about a fish out of water story about an Eskimo going to New York City. Inuit. An Inuit. They are called Inuits. Yes. Eskimo yeah. is a racially charged term. Let's not get canceled here, well, folks. On on episode three. <laughs> well, I'm also going back to how far this script goes because this is a script. This is a a script that has. Get this amount of people that were tied to this movie at one point that are no longer with us. John Belushi. Okay. Sam Kennison. All right. John Candy. What? Phil Hartman and Chris Farley. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they No, what it was was yeah. they had a fucking casting party. They gave out everybody eight balls and they all fucking died. <laughs> Except for Phil Hartman. He got his head blown off, but... Right. Well, actually, Sam Kinison was killed in a car car accident. That's because of the eight ball driver. Yeah, so much blow at that party for sure. <laughs> right. Them f- get doing blow and then falling through the tables in a comical manner. Let's let's all hey, let's all get know, out our it, mirrors. It was a combination of blow and cocaine. And do and do a line of cocaine as a as a sight gag for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My nose is all clogged up. I'm a nerd, so I always have sinus <laughs> problems. So I had a. So maybe the, I maybe some a friend at one point in school to do a line of pixie stick dust. <laughs> what happened? Maybe some. To him? Is he still with us? As far as I know, I think he got <laughs> got married and had several kids and lives uh, in one of the Dakotas. I want to say. <laughs> uh, I had a. I don't know if that's related to the pixie dust or not. I had a buddy in high school. I'm sure I've told this story on one of the live streams at some point. But uh, do you guys remember? It was a very short lived hard candy it was a jolt cola hard candy that you would like it came in like one of those little like altoid tins you just suck on them they were little squares no. uh, sounds terrible one piece of the candy was like three cups of coffee like you know how they tell you that on the can like oh one can of this is three cups of coffee so one piece of candy was like three cups of coffee and we used to go to the store and buy them and we would all fucking pop them and hang out and play video games and stuff and we had a buddy i'm not going to say his name but uh, we were all kind of hanging out, and we went to the store and got our soda and, and got our candy. And then we dared this kid to eat the entire container of it, which is like 30 pieces or 35 pieces, whatever. He eats them all, and then we're like hanging out, and he's like sweating, and he's like, I do not feel good. He's like 15. He takes off on his bike, and then the next day we go to school and he's not at school. He had to go to the hospital and get his stomach pumped. It fucked him up wicked bad. <laughs> and then I swear to God, it was like a month later, Jolt Cola candies were not a thing. It was like that short-lived. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Right. Definitely. I was really filling in a lot of the gaps in your in the, the little gaps you had in that story. There. Like, I'm picturing him sweating and standing up going, I'm going to go ride my bike. <laughs> like, the next day, he's still riding his bike. Like, with a groove in the street, because he's rode that street so many times. It, his, his, the fucking bicycle tires are looking like the propeller in Dante's Peak, just <laughs> worn the fuck down to nubs. And that's uh, the story of Bikey McGee. <laughs> Bikey McGee is no longer with us, but... God rest his soul. I think that kid ended up getting like a really bad drug addiction, and I think he might be in prison. So it probably was our fault. The the dare to eat all the Jolt Cola probably started the whole thing. He was doing that. 
You are straight up living a Seinfeld episode now where you have to go back, visit him in jail, and apologize for <laughs> daring him into the life that he ended up leave, living. Pull a Holliston. Give oh, him yeah. a... Yeah. Honestly. Give him a bump of high-quality toot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, get a can of Jolt Cola, like, fucking dry it out and then just give him a ziploc bag of jolt cola powder are we just gonna skip over that this is the deep cut podcast he just threw out a jason takes manhattan reference deep cut he did there it is <laughs> deep cut we need like it should be the it should be a game at the end but like if you can if you can name all the deep cuts that were dropped in a particular episode you could win a prize <laughs> but you gotta name every single one that's dropped we gotta call we out recognize we gotta call out the deep cuts but not no. say what it is so it'd be like you get the reference deep cut, and then by the end be like, there were this many deep cuts. Running tally of the deep cuts. Yes. See, we're still tightening up this formula. We're still learning the ways of the podcast. Um, even though we've done we've been podcasting, but this is we've tried. We this is our official rebranding of an official podcast where we're all on something because we all have we both have separate ones that we've done on our uh, our Patreon. Absolutely. For about several months now, where you've done. Uh, what all have you done? You've done some movies that you've uh, discussed. You've had some just generic topics where you've uh, talked to er the various people. Yeah, and I've got my uh, my rando pro wrestling one that I do. Yeah, we we try to stick to a curriculum of specific films, but sometimes that doesn't work out. So um, sometimes it's like questions or. Well, we have a guest, which like this one, we, you know, this is a very loose podcast of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and slash interviewing VHS Mikey, also slash going off on random tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I say this whole show has been a random tangent. Yeah, that's that's just what we do. We're, we'll, we'll tighten up the formula. That's... We'll get better at it, I promise. <laughs> no, that make that part of every single description be like the general topics and always at the end slash random ta ta random topics <laughs> since evil brought it up you can go to our patreon at patreon.com slash 3b and donate just a dollar and get access to the whole back catalog of kayfabe for real podcasts with evil dead inks and his wife what's up pam or get unlimited access to the so many odd episodes that we've done of the 3b podcast which is on its second iteration now yes. and about to become its third because it used to be Roger, his old editor and friends, mm -hmm. and then it became Roger, Remix, and Mrs. DeMarco, and now we've kind of got this deep cut podcast, which might be going on just a couple weeks early on the Patreon, if yeah, you actually... That's, that's what we're um, shooting for, is that Patreons, if you're listening, or if you're thinking about becoming a Patreon, you will gain access to these podcasts uh, slightly earlier than everyone else, so you can be, you know... Early to the party, you can catch all the references. You can join us on our Discord and be like, ah, that shit was funny. That Jolt Cola joke. <laughs> Whatever. You can count all the deep cuts. Jolt Cola shit. I love it. <laughs> count all the deep cuts and post it in the comments when it gets to the actual podcasting platforms before anybody else has it even a chance to listen to it. Yes. But if you're, if you're a super crazy person, that is a clarification. Kayfabe will still be a patron-only one. This That one stays its own fucking entity that you got to pay at least a whole dollar for <laughs> patreon.com forward slash 3b 3b partially because i don't think a great ton of people are interested in listening to me ramble for half an hour to 90 minutes on pro wrestling topics. wrestling 
Dude, you, I you am. I'm on board. You get, a lot of, <laughs> you get a lot of thumbs up on the Patreon. So people are listening. All right, what's what's next? Well, you see, we were talking about the scene where he falls down the stairs in the suit of armor. And then <laughs> yes. we got on a we got a bit on a God, tangent. We're really behind. That was about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> then it was my complaints off air. Like, how the hell do they get so pinpoint accurate with their landings on this uh on this phone booth in their montage because yeah when they go to the old west they just randomly drop next to an outhouse lucky but it doesn't seem like they have any particular like place they're going to look and i really feel rufus said it was in was telling them look go to these fucking places observe shit do a report not kidnap x amount of historical figures take them back to san Dimas and do a report and then send them all back which man that's got to be a tedious fucking uh after dark a special is once that movie ends, is they're like, all right, now we got to go back to all these places in time and drop all these guys back off at their locations and then threaten them to never talk about this ever again. <laughs> well, they use the historical people in the future to teach classes and stuff in the second movie. So, I mean, I guess the future people do it too. So I guess our timeline in their universe is a little more fluid. Gotcha. Just need to, uh, just need to go to historical figure and be like, when did they come get you? <laughs> the great ones, you know. Don't don't act like you don't know who I'm talking about. Those, you know, those two guys. They came and they play the guitars. So do you have when they come get you? Do you have any explanation, Mikey, on the pinpoint accuracy of the phone booth? Uh, Destiny. <laughs> they are the great ones. I um, like that. We can't oh, explain that. That's, that's a shirt. Destiny. That's a shirt. How'd that happen? destiny you are my density back to the future reference deep cut (laughs) that's not how the force works uh for the record i I like bill and ted way more than back to the future and back to future is a masterpiece so that lets you know what Uh, i think of bill and ted is a whole different animal because it is that buddy movie you know so uh, i mean i suppose marty and doc are buddies but it's it's not the same you know um, Bill and Ted have like that's an unknown relationship. Yeah, we have, we have no idea what the origin <laughs> that, of history is. That would yeah, never we all work just now. Dropped right into that relationship <laughs> of him just going to docks and ruining that giant speaker and all of that stuff. Is anybody ever going to talk about the unspoken suicide pact in the beginning of that fucking movie? In which movie? Back to the Future. None of Doc's inventions have ever worked before. This is the first time he's testing the DeLorean, and he points it right the fuck at them. He has no idea if that's going to work. He is killing himself and Marty. That's, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's totally... Yeah, when Marty starts taking a step to the left, like he's going to get out of there, Doc's like, no, you're going... Yeah. If we're going to hell, you're going with yeah, me, Marty. Yeah, that is an unspoken suicide pact. <laughs> Marty is not down for that it shit. Is. <laughs> he is... Yeah, just like the how it's it's... He wasn't trying to hang a clock in the bathroom. He was really trying to hang himself, and it was a failed suicide attempt that made him hit his head on the sink and made him think of the flux capacitor. It's really just him just, like, tired of failing and is ready to die. <laughs> more, in his fa- more in his failings. We he calls a fucking there. gigawatt a gigawatt. I don't think this man has a license. <laughs> well, he did burn down his entire mansion, I'm guessing from mountains of piles of oily rags that he just collects. <laughs> Oh, shit. How do we get back to Bill and Ted? <laughs> Bill and Ted. I'll tell you how we get back to Bill and Ted. I'll take. I'll do another uh, a character from that. What is your guys' thoughts on fucking Missy, who 
has a phone booth land in her backyard of her older husband and doesn't seem to mind or give a fuck that random people are coming out of a phone booth in her backyard. She's just like, yeah, there's fucking sodas in the fridge. Just make sure your fucking chores are done. It I takes place in the Doctor Who universe. I have one I have one word that's the answer. Valium. <laughs> that bitch is high as shit. Cocaine. Driving a car around be like, can you meet us at the back of the jail? <laughs> totally. Well, she does pick rich old dudes, and so she's probably doing a lot of drugs to kind of build up a little <laughs> little courage to maybe with- sleep with them or whatever. Because she looks a little disturbed when, uh, is it Bill's dad that's giving her the eye uh, at the beginning of the movie? I don't know. It felt really uncomfortable <laughs> when I watched it recently. Oh, and he was... And- I think she might have had to medicate for sure to sleep with balls? those guys. When she's going to get Gross. ravaged in her stepson's room. Yeah, Old balls. Looking. <laughs> That's a Billy Madison reference. Deep cut. I was wondering why I knew that one. <laughs> yeah, that's an odd thing to be like, yeah, I'm going to totally just wreck this like barely legal graduate in my son's bedroom. Woof. Yeah, that is, that is a really weird scene. Um because I was watching it the other day and I was like, oh yeah, uh, the kids can be around while I watch this. This is like wicked, super, you know, kidly, kid friendly, kidly friendly, kidly friendly, friendy. And uh, it was that opener, you know, where he's going to plow her in <laughs> the kid's bedroom and then like totally the looking down the shirt and all that stuff. And both kids are like eating dinner and they're like, not gonna look like that was a sight gag there you go um (laughs) they look up while they're eating and then avert their eyes and they're like tell me when it's over like they won't even scope out missy's cleavage they're so innocent (laughs) i love it um on one of my vhs tapes there's a hotline uh, a commercial for a hotline and missy's on the commercial so it kind of makes you think that you might get a call Missy or something. And I always wanted to call it when I was a kid, but I never got courage. That was like talking to a girl. It was like it. It wasn't quite there. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's excellent. Um, did you ever call any of those 1-900 numbers? Oh, yeah. Well, I got in trouble when I was older, of course. You just would call to see what was going to happen. And then, yep. you know, you'd get charged uh, anyway. Back in the day when like USA Up All Night used to be on. And they would show like Friday the 13th films or whatever. You know, you'd hit like that 11 o'clock hour and they'd, you know, 1-900 lick me or whatever. And so you would... 1-900 big trucks. <laughs> and so you'd fucking dial it and then, uh, you know, yeah, they would just answer. And and so then all of a sudden the phone bill comes at the end of the month or whatever, the beginning of the next month. And uh, you're grounded because there's like 14 calls to like all these dirty ass phone phone numbers excuse me ma'am i'm ready to be licked no no you have to do the licking you have to lick your own receiver one licking please (laughs) it's like that episode of beavis and butthead where they call the hotline and the the lady in the trailer park just puts the phone like sits on it can we like listen to your butt (laughs) for like 12 hours you're like put it back put it back you know, you know the exact episode. Uh, yeah, randomly, I do know that one. <laughs> I don't know many, but I know that one. Just like early Simpsons episodes, which I'd really love to rewatch all those uh, Treehouse of Horrors if I had the chance. They need to put out a. They need to put out a DVD collection of all the Treehouse of Horrors. It's literally the only thing to be like, man, I would 
I am not interested in another subscription service, but Disney Plus has all the Simpsons episodes, and it's like, ah, I might just—that's the only thing I'd want. I might just be able to hook you up with Disney Plus. Whoa, illegal. Whoa. What? I didn't know. He, he can't share unless he's Black family. Box. Nobody tell. They are. Don't you see the resemblance? The three B video family. I see the resemblance between the other two more than yourself. <laughs> you I, I don't really watch streaming services much. Uh, I, I subscribe to. I subscribe to Netflix, but I mostly just watch my tapes. I I watch um, streaming services when it is late at night. That's kind of like my go to. I don't want to. You know, we're here having fun. We're talking about Bill and Ted. Um, but and I'm gonna make myself sound like that old man. Um, <clears throat> when I was a kid, at night, uh, my mom would be like laying on the couch and she'd be watching either Law and Order or Forensic Files, and I was always like, God, like that is such an old curmudgeon like thing to do. You know, you're laying on the couch watching Law and Order, hours of Law and Order or Forensic Files nonstop, and now as an adult, when it's like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, yeah, let's watch Forensic Files. I'll throw that on as like my background noise. And I'm like, within two seconds of the episode, I'm like, I know this one. This is the one where the guy hit his wife with a hammer and threw her in the pool. Like, I know, like, I know them by heart. I'm such a, such an old man when it comes to stuff like that. (laughs) That's me with Frasier. (laughs) Right? You just know them inside out because it's like, it's your background noise. Uh, For me, that Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, you probably were uh, when you grew up. You were into it, right? So, so yeah, it, car- it carried over. Um, as a kid, I had cousins who were really big into Star Trek, so I kind of resented it because um, every time I would go over to my cousins to play, and if I was going to spend the night, it would hit like a certain hour, and they'd be like, "We're not going to play video games. We're not going to play with toys. We're not going to play D and D. We're not going to do any of this stuff. It's Star Trek time." And so it was always like the like three different iterations of Star Trek, and then like sliders. And I actually like sliders, or you know, and then X Files or whatever. So it was like this giant block of sci-fi stuff. So um, I never really got into it. But when I married my wife, she's actually kind of a, a Next Generation fan. So. I get to watch them off and on with her when she goes into her little like modes and uh, it's not bad, but uh, as a kid, I I just kind of wanted to break the TV when it was on. <laughs> you don't want to watch them scan I'm anomalies. To remember, <laughs> I'm old enough to remember the sci-fi channel being a new thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And like sliders and millennium was that, or millennium might've been F or Fox, but Millennium was Fox. That was like the post X Files, like next big thing that was supposed to be with Lance Henriksen. That I don't know how well it actually took off or not. Yeah, there there was a handful of shows um, that uh, that were that like post X Files era, um, <clears throat> and there was even like the uh, Outer Limits like reboot that was actually really solid, but ninety nine percent of those episodes were like space episodes. And so, like, I have, like, a weird thing about space. Sometimes I'm just like, I do not feel space. <laughs> well, I, I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. There's no one can hear you scream there. Right. Yeah, I, I know you You definitely dig it. And I, I'm, I'm coming around. But, uh, like, it just, it does definitely leave a bad taste in my mouth from when I was a kid. Like, I want to watch Are You... Joe Cola. Yeah, I want to I watch, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, shit, whatever. I'm on board with that. Um, 
Dude, I love Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it's and it's back now. So that's cool. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I awesome. Watch. Yeah, uh you guys got to check it out. I think the first season is out available to buy on DVD. Well, that's probably the only way I'm going to end up seeing it. I just I just can't justify subscribing to any of those services. Right. Yeah, like I said, I only use them for late night or like uh if I'm going to have a house guest. Shutter. Yeah, Shutter for sure. Shutter is the only Wait, what was that app, Evil? Shutter. Shutter. <laughs> I'll turn the bass up on that. You want to do that again? You can give me the bass. Yeah, you got the bass. Shutter. Um, that's the only. I turn it the other way for mine. All right, let's. Oh wait, Shutter. I can't. That's the that only you? app worth having for sure. Mixer effects, they're fun. <laughs> well, that one is the only one that yeah that has some shit that comes on at specific times, and that's the only time you can watch it for at least a while. Or they kind of have that. It's that old school like networking kind of uh, setup where like no, you have to that old mentality of being like, oh yeah, everyone come over at our house at eight o'clock predators on. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll all watch predator. Cause it's on at eight o'clock. Yeah. That's the same with like the last drive. in. That is the cool thing about shutter is they have all the streaming. So you can go in and pick individual movies if you want, or you can go to like one of four channels that just play movies or series or whatever all day. So if you're like a slasher guy, you go to the slasher channel. And it'll just play slashers. Yeah, it'll just play slashers 24 hours a day. And it'll, you know, be something new every time. Uh, unless Sleepaway Camp's on there, which then it's always on there. 24 hours of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> it's, Eight hours it's, of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> it's, the new, it's the new cable. Cable will eventually be dead and it'll all be through subscription services that has all original content specific things just for it just like how cable was with hbo cinemax showtime stars everything got their own shows and brands it's going to be that with uh streaming services and you'll end up at some point eventually paying the same that you were as cable prices that you are for streaming services that's exactly why i don't that's a slippery slope (laughs) uh, site site gag show of hands everybody who pays for cable none of us (laughs) <laughs> no one has cable anymore, you know, and because um, you can get it free on Pluto TV if you've got a smart TV. Watch uh, twenty four hours of Fear Factor. I think you know the thing. The thing about uh, our mentality is um, when it comes to a streaming service, which we've talked about this in numerous times, and I know that all of us feel this exact same way. That say the license runs out for Cliffhanger. You know, you you love Cliffhanger, and you planning on watching cliffhanger on thursday night you're going to get on netflix and watch cliffhanger but guess what they don't have the license anymore it's not available but if you're a physical media guy you can go pull that off your shelf and it will never not be there it's always there for you so um as us you know we grew up kind of collecting physical media and so now um if there's something that we absolutely love or support we have it on our shelf and we can take it down anytime and watch it anytime. And, um, <clears throat> I agree that streaming is convenient, but, um, it just doesn't compare to walking into a room filled with movies, scanning the spines, pulling one out and being like, this is my night's plans. And plus it keeps George Lucas from fucking with your movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
I'm getting that I'm getting eyes. Apply for that. That applies for other ones as well. That heavily, heavily applies in the pro wrestling uh, bits as far as like entrance music and shit. That's always fucking changed post, uh, outside of original recordings. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, like in our case of Nightmare Three, fucking uh, the score is different. Yeah, on our copies that we know and grew up with, and as opposed to what's played for everyone else in the world, apparently, except for me and Raj. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, like, again, the music license might run out in between the DVD release to the Blu-ray, or it might have run out, you know, from the VHS to the DVD. So the only way to hear it originally is to have it on that original format, that VHS. Like, there is no copy of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 in the world except for that original media release that has that opener. And any other version you watch, the music is completely different. But Evil and I, that's one thing that we've always shared. Like, he brought it up to me. It's got to have been over a year, two years. You were like, do you remember this music? (laughs) And it was like a light bulb went off. And I was like, I thought I imagined that. Yes, the music was different. And we scoured the earth until we found that original VHS, popped it in, and there it was. Because I don't like people meddling with our films. (laughs) Well, you say meddling and George Lucas gets brought up. You look my way. VHS Mikey, have you heard about the changes that they made to the original Star Wars on this next go around? The McClunky stuff or The fucking McClunky stuff. (laughs) Yeah, fuck some McClunky shit. I'm all about McClunky, yo. I'm going to get that shit tattooed on my bag at Greedo's face. I mean, at this point, it's kind of a meme to just keep fucking with it. So, fuck, just exactly. add more shit to it. I don't, Straight up. Uh, yeah, just keep I got the original. Fuck it, you know? Right. Yeah, and no one can take that from you. I mean, your VCR can eat it. You don't say that. Yeah, you definitely don't say that. Because what was the movie? You don't say that. Mikey, you had a movie. Yes. Uh, creep show was it your creep show that your VCR ate? Yes, it was one of the first five tapes I got uh, when I started my channel, and that VCR I call it the Mangler. I won't. I don't even <laughs> use it anymore. I have use since it as a washing machine. I, no, I've a, since thrown it away. I was say you wash your clothes uh, in that, but I stay away from it. It just eats tapes. It it's eaten three uh, a league of our, a league of their own or whatever it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I'm done with it. There's no crying in the Mangler. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, Nor is be there wary custard of some in the of those. Man. Do what? Nor is there custard in the lawnmower man. That's true. There's only custard in Dead Alive. Um, that's a, yeah. that is an old school deep cut. Yeah, you you gotta like, I'm I'm super jealous too that you even had a VHS copy of Creep Show, and it makes me like wicked sad that it got ruined because that's like one of my all time favorite go to films. The sad thing is, I think I could fix it now, but I didn't know anything about that when I started my channel, and I've kind of learned along the way. Did you throw it away? Oh, yeah, it's long gone. I just thought it was done for, you know? Couldn't have even used it as a gag-destroyed tape? (laughs) Yeah, I just, I was sad, and I threw it away. (laughs) Now I'm sad. You've depressed me. (laughs) I still still have the cover, but that's it. Ah. Evil, do you have Creepshow on VHS? You fucker. He's been holding on to that for like 10 minutes. Sight gag. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sight gag like, like a I'll motherfucker. I'll just dig it out from my pile right here and be like, oh, you mean this Creepshow right here? I'll trade you straight across. I got not a rewound? super sweet copy of Schindler's List on VHS. It's not rewound. How far into it is it? The end? Where is it? 
that's another thing that I'm. Oh, uh, I'd say you have. Uh, I don't know if there's any way you could. I'm gonna get zoom in on that. There. Oh God! Well, that's uh, they're creeping up on you, no doubt. It's gonna be got bugs, Mister Pratt. <laughs> that's the cool thing is, don't matter where you I were. I think we tried that. I think we did that at one point when I first got this. I put it in, and we tried. We did that exact game, and I think you were pretty fucking close. I will have to. Uh, off air snap you what the response is when I when we wrap here and I go put that in the player and see what the uh the final verdict is on where the movie is lying. Uh that's a cool thing is don't matter how many years you pick up a tape if you didn't rewind it, it's gonna be right where you were when you left off uh, 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, you talk about like a an amazing blast of nostalgia. You know? Um because it, the thing about movies for us, and I'm sure it's the same way for you, is it's not necessarily the movie. It's it's all of the emotions and all of the memories tied to that movie. So, like, when you put in Star Wars, it's not like, oh, I just, you know, I mean, obviously you love the movie. So you're like, oh, I love this movie. But it immediately takes you back in time to, like all of the key viewings of that movie. Like maybe you watched it with your first girlfriend and you fucking finger banged her or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you watched it with your, Oh wow. You know, I'm serious. It's, it's stuff like that. Uh, I think crass. you had a cooler childhood than I did. I, I watched these movies Clearly. by myself, but I mean, you know, uh, maybe you remember, you know, sitting on your dad's lap and, and watching it or, you know, it's, it's weird things like that. And then you finger banged him. Whoa. That's a different, that's a whole different Jeez. podcast. That's such- Listen here. Like, oh my gosh. It's two very different things. I don't want clashing <laughs> no, together right. at any given time. I'm walking uh, away from that one. Right. But, I mean, and that's that's the one thing about movies is that, uh, you know, you get to create new memories and new experiences with them. Um, with Evil and I both having kids, it's one of those things that we, we both talk about a lot um, off air and sometimes on air about discovering the perfect time to introduce a kid to a specific film because sometimes if you do it too early um it doesn't have an impact or they won't remember it so you gotta you gotta find that sweet spot and there's nothing like sitting down and experiencing a movie with your kid um and giving them that memory to take forever you know and and pass it on and that's uh movies are just uh an extremely powerful thing an extremely important thing in all of our lives and I, I do, I want to go back and kind of say, like, obviously we don't, we don't have credentials of film school or anything like that. It's just, we're just a, a bunch of geeks who love these movies and, and care about them. We didn't go to film school. We just watched a lot of films. Absolutely. That's a Tarantino quote, deep cut. <laughs> I was wondering, are we going to do one stars? Do you have some one stars for Bill and Ted? Yes, I still have those one stars for Bill and Ted that we never got to do because we couldn't get couldn't get a live uh, show going tonight. I'm going to have you let everybody at home know what we're about to do. We'll do those, and then we will give our final thoughts on the film. But, yeah, this all uh, originated because, I mean, who doesn't in this day and age use Amazon for something, ordering whatever you uh, may desire? Um and one day I just happened to be cruising through my Amazon app on my phone and like, I'm going to look up. I noticed on Amazon you can rank things one to five stars. I'm like, I'm going to look up because I'm an Elm Street guy. I'm going to look up the original Nightmare on Elm Street just to see 
what the uh, ratings are, what the stars are like. And, and immediately I was drawn to, I wonder what one-star reviews look like for A Nightmare on Elm Street. What do people have to say that didn't like this movie? And the first thing that popped up was somebody that gave the film one star strictly because they didn't think they should have to pay for a movie that was made in 1984. <laughs> Which is still one of the funniest things I've ever fucking heard in my life. So floated that to Raj, being like, hey, this could totally, I think, be a possible segment for when we're talking about specific movies is we're going to gush over it for an hour, hour and a half. What if we do dedicate a little bit of time to people who didn't like the movie for most of the time? I try to find really bizarre weird or humorous reasons i don't have nothing against any of these people that gave any of these films one stars i actually thoroughly enjoy them and love them i'm actually more bummed out when i have to read a bunch of people that are complaining about either the quality of the film that they got a broken disc or decide to you know do their entire life story <laughs> in in a amazon review which goes on for paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs i like generally short sweet to the point preferably bizarre points so we uh, thoroughly love bill and ted's excellent adventure here so we're, let's take a look at the people who didn't like this movie like edgar incendio on march 29th 2006 one star really overrated i'm sorry i just don't see how people can get this it's not funny in the least the plot is retarded oof the acting even more so. It obviously took the main characters no time at all to memorize their lines. Heinous. Dude. Like. Excellent. Is basically the whole movie. It takes real effort to make a movie this monotonous. Monotonous? For that. <laughs> monotonous. Monotonous. Like monotonous. <laughs> monotonous. Right. That's French, man. Pause. <laughs> Me stop. Arriva Derche. <laughs> a course remix. For that, I applaud French. the director. The first time I saw it, I thought it was be funny, but I fell asleep. Real comedic. Is that it? That's it for uh, Edgar. Yeah. Ah, well, that's just like your opinion, dude. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think what my childhood would have been like without Bill and Ted to raise my spirits. Right. Even the shitty LJN game. <laughs> I always wanted it. I would look at it in Nintendo Power, uh, and I would, you know, we only got like one Nintendo game every now and again, so it was a big deal. And it was just one I would have to pretend I had because I, <laughs> we never had any money. But it looked cool I, in the magazine. I rented it a lot from our local gas station. It was not super great, but uh, you know, it'll do in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> in a yeah, you know, you need a new game. I to don't play. got much, but I got Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. There's a cleavage shot. <laughs> It'll do in a pinch. In the game? <laughs> All right, next up is Amazon customer. So we need a name for this uh, person. Mikey, give us a stupid name for this reviewer. Um, Big John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Big John, November 28, 2016, says, meh. Thought my kids would enjoy it. It's okay at best. That's it? It's okay, it. but it's worth only one star. It's okay. It's not even a three-star okay. Yeah, three stars should be passable. Right. I, I, again, you know, I don't think some of these people know how the stars work, but 
<sighs> to each their couple own. couple of real in-depth ones coming up here. This is from D. Rodriguez on September 27, 2015. One star. Stupid. <laughs> really. Okay, that's it? That's that's all they got that's for that. It. Oh, I was like, is that just the title? I was waiting, because normally no, you say title. That's the whole. that's the whole thing. Next one up, though, I will give you a title and description because it's super in-depth. This is from Eric Ray okay. on uh, July 21st, 2017. One star. Terrible. He goes on to say, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like reiterating it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Very, yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got Derag. O'Donohue. Okay. One star. I didn't get a date. No, we got January 10th, 2001. Wow. A 19-year-old review for this. That, One that star. Review, this that I review actually can't is, give you. That review is old enough to do anal. Just saying. <laughs> Who's Anel? <laughs> Who's Lana? I, I just know Lonnie got his ass away from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Halloween reference. Deep cut. I also put, put a... Uh, uh, employee of the month reference in there too for anyone that got the NL. Uh, I did miss it. I do love that, that movie. This is indeed an '89 Honda. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> like, <laughs> totally mint. <laughs> if it's on the shelf, you gotta sell it. Uh, that movie, that movie is fucking great. <laughs> A piece of shit Honda. <laughs> I just always wanted to work in retail and build a little fort on the second <laughs> shelf. I want to work at a Menards just oh, so I can... Oh, man, have I been tempted. Have I been fucking tempted. That's the new 3 back video. to Derek O... Yeah. Sorry, go Back ahead. to Derek O'Donohue. He actually has a lengthy uh, uh, explanation for himself, but he goes, Radical in all the wrong ways. A snapshot of modern America. Friends of mine, I respect, adore this film, so I guess I should judge it on its own terms. It certainly captures a moment and post-modernity, when history becomes a flat nothing, reduced to propaganda for the great project of American amnesia. I'd like to take the whole. I'd like to think the whole thing was sarcastic. Never mind sub, subver, subversive. I wouldn't mind, but they get a relatively good idea and do nothing with it. You've got all these famous people from history, and you don't try to see how they'd spark off each other or how they genuinely react to our world. I suppose there is something subversive about taking self-important great men and token woman dressed like a man and making them ridiculous, but that would be satire. The insane script, thumpable acting, and non-existent visual style are meant to be endearing. I guess I'm old-fashioned. It made me feel violent. <laughs> hey! What the fuck? I think they deal with mo- they show what they how they feel in modern times. Genghis Khan was skateboarding. Uh, Napoleon was eating that Ziggy Pig ice cream, uh, yeah, yeah, loving the uh, Waterloo slides or Waterloo. Sorry, man, I was terrified when he when Genghis was beating the shit out of that mannequin with a ball bat. <laughs> like that looked like I I'm not trained enough in security to handle this guy today. That skateboard's yeah. rad, and I guess I did not notice either when. They when they when uh, Freud and Billy the Kid roll up on the chicks that Freud has a corn dog. 
Whoa. And it's sti- it's like sticking it's like sticking up like this when he goes up to start talking and then they start laughing at him that corn dog just I have I have limp. never noticed that. Uh if if you notice he always has something phallic either in his mouth or in his hand in every scene. <laughs> like he oh, gets the really? vacuum like stuck on his mouth. Yeah, that's true he does. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, you're blowing my mind here. See, who needs film school? Roy's got an oral fixation. <laughs> well, I think the guy that wrote that one-star review was fresh out of film school, and he's like, ooh, I got a slathy review for this. <laughs> yes. Meh. Oh, Bill and Meh. Ted's going to get it. Put his fucking monocle on and fucking be a dickwad. Yeah, you know he's fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think he's just going through the line of movies going, oh, which one's going to be first? Who's mm. going to get it Oh, Bill and Ted, you're on the block today. Uh, you know, um, we talked about this all the time. I know you probably have another review, but I just want to say quickly. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that this day and age, which we're no better because we're making a podcast discussing the film, but this day and age, it's so simple to click on a website and be like, these are my opinions. Everybody value my hate, my hatred that I'm spewing. You know, there's... And that's the one thing about us is that we never choose to discuss uh, things that that bring us down. And I, I just I feel like it takes so much energy to be a uh, a negative bastard and to not have fun with things. Like, sure, these movies have shortcomings or they have technical issues, but you gotta you gotta like step off of that snooty bar stool and and just. Uh, have some fucking fun watch something stupid i would totally watch a series where it's just like one dude like a film student two to three minute videos just absolutely tearing down movies in the fastest way possible (laughs) just being like all of these stupid aspects it doesn't cover this stuff end of video like but that's in these condensed one star review type situations and maybe we could buzz (laughs) in and say why we like it Mm -hmm. yeah let me let me interrupt you uh two-year film school film court jerk wad yeah one person <laughs> object affi- yeah one person defending <laughs> and one person trying to slam the movie that's trademark oh, you're on to something now man trademark you are on to something night court on elm street the problem is is they would have a critical analysis of it and i'd be like this movie makes me feel a certain way yeah i mean that's just as valid though because if a movie makes you feel some sort of way that movie did its job Mm -hmm. just because it's not necessarily a perfect film in every single way doesn't mean it's not a valid form of art absolutely when uh when we talked earlier when uh ted gets stabbed or whatever uh or was it Bill? I don't remember. But uh, sorry, my brain's like drawing a blank here. But uh, when he gets neither of them, but it was supposed to be Ted. When he gets stabbed, I used to get really sad when I was a kid. I was like, "Oh my god, he's he's gone." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it elicits a certain feeling from you, and and all art is subjective. So uh, you can't please all the people all the time, and and not everybody is going to like the same thing. But uh, there's a there's a way to go about it where you're not. Um, you're not so hateful, you know. Um, that guy wasn't necessarily. I was picturing hateful, that's what he was saying. But I was he was picturing very, that's the shit like, what he was saying, like at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> He's just standing at, the, at Ted's casket, going bogus. 
heinous. <laughs> Rubbing the casket. Oh, Ted. Don't be dead, dude. <laughs> well, couldn't he go back in time and get another version of him? Oh. Well, they got to face the music eventually. You would think, but they have that... <laughs> They have that fucking line where it's like, time never stops moving here, which somehow can explain that. I don't know. Yeah, we we don't want to get into that all Hawkins the time travel Demas stuff. That's a, I want to get into the time travel eventually. That's, I need to go back and rewatch it all and watch the cartoon, see if there's any time travel shenanigans that goes on. It's very timey-wimey for you Doctor Who fans. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Evil, what do you got? I got two more. I got... This is from Vibrational World on July 18, 2019. One star. Seriously, dude, this sucks. This movie can be compared to Pee-wee's Playhouse or movie. It is that bad. If I were an actor on this movie, I wouldn't even put this on my resume. Wow, for years I heard people rave about how good this movie was, how sad I am. I am sorry for opening the Pandora's box. Uh, but the curiosity got to me. I can't believe this movie is rated 4.5 stars. Don't watch this movie. It is a waste of your time and brain power. This is all in caps the rest of the way. Go now. Run. Run. For. Your. Life. Lol. <laughs> Lol. He did it for the lols, man. <laughs> oh man you know yeah that's again that, that's the negativity man that's just why can't you just be like saw it didn't necessarily dig it but whatever like you know like it just takes extra effort to be a to be a dickwad <laughs> well, well are you ready for the last one and the i think the best one i read of the set all right let's hear it Save the best for last. Freddy's dead From reference. KT Amazon. Yeah. KT Amazon customer. So we'll call them Frederick. All right. Frederick on March 25th, 2016. One star. In the middle of Princess Bride, the movie stopped working. What? Boom. Mic drop. In the movie Princess Bride, the movie stopped working. Mic drop. I'm super confused. See, I totally think that's somebody's fucking sleeper cell code. Oh, like somebody just got yeah, activated. got activated. Because <laughs> we're perpetuating it on the podcast. What have you done? <laughs> well, <it> was, <laughs> well, in all fairness, this was four years ago. So <laughs> whoever did what they were gonna do did it four years ago when they were scouring Bill and Ted reviews, waiting for the Princess Bride. One star review to come in. <laughs> come in on the wire. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the end of the Amazon one star reviews. So I suppose we should give our final thoughts. So uh I'm gonna I'm gonna just shake things up and I'm gonna go with remix first. Oh, you ain't even ready for that. What's up? I don't know, never seen it. <laughs> I was ready for oh it. Get fucked. Ah, uh, see, that was a joke. He got me. Um, all right, uh, Mikey, what about your final thoughts about this film? Huh, I think everybody should watch this anytime they're down and out and just shut your brain off and have a little fun for a while. Evil? Love it. Go watch it. 
Uh, yeah, and as far as my final thoughts go, uh, I think it is a, it's a staple. It's a, it's a movie that deserves to be seen and should be seen and should be shared. I think it's it's important to film history. It it's a it's a very campy, fun movie that makes you feel good. Um, a lot of the slang and stuff is is outdated if you didn't grow up in that era, but the the feeling is still the same. You still get what it means to be these two dudes and to be in this situation where <clears throat> they they know they're destined for greatness and they're trying to overcome the adversity and start this band. And it's it's just like Mikey said, it's it's a pick it's a pick me up movie. It's one of those movies where you're like, Man, I don't know if I'm gonna excel at this one thing, or I don't know if I should ask this girl out, or whatever it may be. Um, this is a good movie to throw on to be like, yes, because uh, it's very fun. The soundtrack is really good and motivating, and it's 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 just a movie that we love and you know we care a great deal about, and uh, it is one hundred percent popcorn as fuck. So, I don't have anything negative to say about it, other than all the little silly stuff we nitpick, but we do that completely out of love. Yep. So it's never, yeah. it's never heinous. That's the fun part of the job this, these days. As as you heard from the intro, watch me muse to take a few notes. I like take taking really bizarre notes, like how the fuck does a phone booth land inside the White House? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's just how we get down. Um, and again, we are new to this podcast format, so hopefully you guys enjoy our uh, very loose rambling uh, methods. And uh, thank you guys for coming out and listening. Thank you, Mikey, for coming on board. Uh, we love having you on, talking uh, Bill and Ted. We know it's uh, near and dear to your heart, so we were thoroughly excited to have you on to talk about it. Hopefully uh, we can have you on uh, to talk about the rest of these two movies and this uh, franchise. Looking forward to the new movie. Tell the listeners at home uh, where they can find your stuff. If they enjoyed listening to you here, where can they find more of you? Uh, my name's VHS Mikey. You can find me on YouTube at VHS Mikey. Don't forget your Instagram, VHS underscore Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y. Boom. Thank you very much. Uh, Remix always with the saves. Remix, Remix is uh, the god among men. He stands off to the side. He pushes buttons. He looks up things for us yep. so we can seem smarter than we really are because we're a bunch of goons. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm a part of the... 3b video at on 3b video youtube or i'm also on my instagram uh, at evil dead inks on instagram uh and we also have uh, 3b video on facebook don't forget your podcast exclusively on patreon.com forward slash 3b three bravo <laughs> and i am also three bravo that. video you can listen to just me talking for the most part to myself but occasionally to you know uh to the wife or whoever I can find that's an unfortunate soul that wants to sit with me and talk professional wrestling for various lengths of time. Why have you not brought Roger on to one of your... I'm on board. Partially because I don't know uh, exactly how to record and do that and have that all set up. Just make him do it. We're doing stuff on this tonight. We got this. And I'd rather have the person here with me while I'm doing it so I can look at them and talk to them while we're doing it. You hear that, Mikey? You're excluded because he doesn't want to do it over the internet. (laughs) Calling you out right on there. 
I do, but I'm just not an internet guy, so I will. I just know where I will fuck shit up. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't know I if you could do that one. Less if it's a person to person thing. We uh, we are not tech people. That's why we have a tech guy. <sighs> why do I have to do all this stuff? I'm not getting paid enough. I'm not getting paid at all. I get paid in all the sponsorship money. How about that? There you go. That's a Day of the Dead reference. Deep cut. All right, guys. There's pay. Gentlemen, we're history. Later, tapeworms. We're out.